Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less. So you don't have to. Today's movie we're going to be reviewing is called The Sadness. It's written and directed by Rob Jabass, starring Barant Zhu as Jim, Regina Lei as Kat, and Tuzu Shiang Wang as Businessman. He doesn't even have a real character name in it, but he's like one of the main antagonists in the movie, but they call him Businessman. The movie is about a young couple trying to reunite amid a city ravaged by a plague that turns its victims into deranged, bloodthirsty sadists. Disclaimer, this movie contains extreme violence and scenes of rape. This may not be for everyone. That's why we watch this movie, so you don't have to. With that in mind, 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of the sadness? So this one has been on... Again, one of the ones I've wanted to watch for a while. And um, you and I talk about what we want to review every week. And I was like, all right, this one has to be talked about. And um, just to give you guys an idea of the shit show, it literally opens with a warning about extreme violence and gore. I saw that and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah, this movie was at times very hard to watch. But that's horror, man. To me, that's what horror is. Sometimes it can be hard to watch. See, I feel a little differently in regards to it. Yes, it was very hard to watch. And funny thing, I didn't even see that disclaimer at the beginning. I think I was just down and like getting the notes ready and stuff like that. And I just completely missed it. So if I saw that, I'd be like, well, okay, well, this makes sense. But as a movie, it was just ultra violent, ultra, ultra violent. And I think transcends horror into more gore porn. Like back in the day when you had your movies like Saw and Hostel. They were all just trying to outdo each other on more violent deaths. This pretty much takes the cake on the violence in horror movies. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Definitely. And and the fact that they totally took, like, I I think the virus Alvin was supposed to be COVID, basically, because it came around the same time as the pandemic, which was, what, two years ago right now or three, maybe at this point? Uh, Yeah, I think two. But that makes sense. Also, maybe it flew under the radar because of the whole COVID thing. People don't want to watch movies about viruses if they're going to be fucking in the middle of it. Yeah, I could see that. Like I said, it's been on my list of things to watch for a few years now. And I'm glad we finally did it because I would read about this on horror forums all the time about how this movie I think I even said it to you, how it's basically, it fucks with your emotions. Yeah, it, oh it man, makes you feel I watch, It really made me feel some things. Watching this, I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? Just there's certain aspects in this movie where I was legitimately uncomfortable and just like, okay, is this really necessary? Like, does this need to be in this movie right now? But 
but it's very over the top. You know what we didn't mention though is that this is a shutter exclusive. So oh, yeah. Yeah, because people gotta know where to watch this lunacy if they want to watch it. So you can find it on Shutter if you don't have Shutter, like 30 bucks a year or something ridiculously cheap. It's a great service. Definitely check it out. We're not endorsed by Shutter or anything. We just enjoy it. And uh, Corey, the funny thing is when you told me we're gonna watch this and I saw the kind of movie it was, I'm like, this has got to be a Japanese film because I looked at the wording and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, we're about to watch a Japanese film because, you know, Japanese films tend to be very fucked up. Let's be honest. They take it to the next level when it comes to horror. But it turns out this is Chinese. So I was like, no shit. All right. I was kind of taken back. I'm not saying that Chinese horror films are holding their own weight in water or whatever. But yeah, I thought it was fucking over the top bonkers. Dude, and it starts like pretty much right away too when that dude gets hit in the head with a fry basket. Oh my God. So dude, this dude yeah. gets a, ba a basket of hot oil poured over his face and then the zombie. That's a cool, another thing too about these quote unquote zombies is they're basically human. They're doing human things. They're just very 28 days later like they're monsters, but they're humans. It's weird. They're not completely dead. You know what I mean? They have yeah. human tendencies. So like this person gets a fry basket over the head and the zombie slash whoever just starts tearing this dude's face off while the skin is hot. Yeah. Oh it was fucking God. gross. It was so gnarly. Literally, I think it was just an old lady. Like She just walked into a restaurant and she's wearing her, I don't know, nightgown or something like that. But this same lady was also seen earlier by Jim. He's looking out and she's on the roof just hanging out. She's got blood all down the front of her nightgown. And then we see her in this restaurant. She's just standing there with no shoes on in the nightgown or whatever. And one was of the that guys the lady that was on the roof. That was okay. Yeah. So she somehow made her way down to the restaurant. And that's when someone decided to go up, check on her, see if she was okay. And one guy got the fryer later to the face, basically. It was so over the top, insane. Because typically when you see that shit, you see like, okay, his face is burnt. That's it. But now it's like, okay, the person's face is burnt. Now she's just grabbing the skin and just pulling. And I'm just like, wow, wow, wow. Like the whole time, my mouth was just agape watching this friggin' lunacy happen. And yeah, there's no slow burn to it at all. It just kicks into like full gear. Almost yeah, right immediately. off the bat. Yeah. I mean, it basically almost does when it gives you the disclaimer. It's telling you what you're about to expect. And it's it's something. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah, I love when... um. Right after the scene, though, Jim goes back to his apartment and he sees his neighbor mm -hmm. who offered him Thai basil previously. And I had a feeling those garden shears were going to come back into play that he was using to trim his plants. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It didn't even dawn on me. I didn't even make that connection. It makes so much sense, though, because that was kind of his thing. And obviously he's like a planner, someone that's big on planting, I guess. I, I don't know. What's the word? Botanist. Botany? Yeah. Herbolo herbologist? We'll go with herbologist because he's planting all sorts of different types of cooking herbs. So yeah, he has the shears. And then later on, and what I love too about that part is the little background stuff. You remember how we talked about little background things in movies? All the time we do, yeah. All the time. I love it. You don't even see a shadow or nothing. It's very blurred in the background. It's a figure of a person. And then it slowly starts to come to fruition as the person's coming closer. So like right away, though, you, all you see is what looks like a shift in light. But really, it's a person just making their way into Jim and Kat's apartment. 
of course, when he comes in, he's got the shears. Jim grabs the shears by one hand to stop him from getting friggin' chopped up by him. And of course, the neighbor decides to just slam the shears shut and cut Jim's two fingers off. It was so gnarly. Fucking, and the, no, wait, and the, what I didn't mention too is that the neighbor, who's obviously infected at this point, takes one of the fingers, puts it in his mouth, and I don't know, chews it and spits it into a, into a fish, fish tank. tank. Like, well, why do you do that? For funsies, I guess. That's what I was saying, man. These aren't like zombies because a zombie would have eaten that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. This is not a zombie movie. At least I don't feel like. I feel like, like you said, it's along the lines of 28 Days Later because they're not necessarily zombies. They're just infected. And same with World War Z. They're not zombies. They're just infected. They run. Mm -hmm. The running thing. I kind of hate it, but. Yeah, you've mentioned that you're not a fan of running zombies, but I don't think of them as zombies. When I think zombies, I think George A. Romero stuff. I think Dawn Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, that type of stuff, because they're very slow. They're not going to be running around like crazy. They're dead. They're legitimately dead people. And I don't think dead people are actually going to be like, yeah, I'm, I can do some cardio. No big deal. Get on the treadmill today. Yeah, just go, a eat zombie. Some, go eat a finger. Zombie treadmill. No problem. Yeah. So then there's that scene where they show that person getting his arm broken. Oh, steps. man, that was rough. And they Curved did it slow. Up. Of course. They drawn it on for so long. I was like, I know what this is going. Can we just make this happen now? <laughs> yeah. You're like clenching your own butthole for it. And you're just like, just get it out of the way. It's coming. Like, yep. And like, just, let's just make it happen. And then all of a sudden, it snap. So then probably my favorite scene of the whole movie was the train. So oh, the, tra the train yeah. reminded me of, uh, do so many awesome horror movies have shit that happens on fucking trains? Like, obviously, mm -hmm. Scream 6. Did you ever see Train to Busan? You know what? I've been wanting to see it, but for some reason, I've been having some difficulty trying to find out where. We should do an episode on that. It's really good. I hear good things. I hear really good things about that movie, and I've been wanting to check it out. But yeah, the whole thing is based on a train. Because they released a sequel to that movie, I think, either last year or either before, and it was fucking awful. Really? It was called like Peninsula, I believe. What, not Plane to Bashan? No, it was called Peninsula, a train to Busan story. Oh, that sounds a lot like a prequel. But yeah, that train scene, dude, when stuff starts happening on the train, like when that fucking creepy guy is talking to, what's her name, Cat? Yeah. And he's like basically flirting with her and she's like, stop talking to me. And then shit starts going down. This was the businessman that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, this is when he turns into like the main antagonist because he's constantly chasing Cat around. And or stalking or haunting or whatever you want to call it. And so you see him more than anyone else really in this movie other than the two lead characters. So I would consider him as like another lead character, but they just call him businessman. But you'd I think they give him an actual name. Is that what he is credited as as the businessman? Because I didn't look. I just remember not hearing a name. Yeah, I mean, that's what I saw on IMDb. Huh, okay. He's just listed as businessman. You mentioned like... That's your call of fame? Yeah, I was businessman in The Sadness. No problem. No big deal. The Sadness. Okay. Yeah. And I thought that was a weird name for a movie title because I was trying to understand why it was called The Sadness. And then I realized on that train scene that the guy who starts stabbing people randomly, he lets out a tear. I don't know if you saw that. I don't think so. No. No. Yeah. So that's the telltale in a lot of these, I don't know, we're going to, we'll call them zombies but, or infected. Infected people is that they'll see tears or some sort of form of like, I don't know, 
mucus around the eyes or some sort of wetness around the eyes. And you see that a lot. And later on in the film, one of the doctors actually mentions how he believes that the tears are from like what's left of their consciousness, trying to process that they have all these feelings. They don't want to commit these freaking heinous acts, but they do it anyways because they have this urge. But I've noticed that guy on the train does it later on in the film. I think the lead, Jim, does it. And I believe one other person too. It's very odd. I guess that's just why. Now Maybe you it's... say that, I remember Jim doing it. It was at that last scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Which is was, in my notes here, the closing shot of Jim, like with the camera panning out, you see the tear going down his face. Exactly. And I think that's where the sadness comes from. Which, like I said, interesting name for a movie. But hey, it works. I don't know if I would have called it anything else. There are probably several names that they could have. Like you said, it's a Chinese movie and the sadness is a very American name. Yes, it is. Though, so, I don't know. They but probably called it, it something way different. It, yeah, it definitely makes all kinds of sense watching it. And now that you bring that up. Yeah. So yeah, all that adds up, but you know what we got to do? We got to talk about this train scene because it is a gory, bloody fucking mess. It's insane. Dude starts just like randomly. Again, it's reminds me of the scream six and the train when that guy just starts poking people with a knife. I'll just walk up from behind him and like shank him in like the kidneys. It's awful. He starts stabbing one guy, just a simple one stab in the back. And then someone else comes up and he stabs that person in the stomach and he stabs another person and another person. It gets to the point where finally the people were able to subdue him. And he says, did I beat the record? Did I beat the record? And I'm like, oh my God, what, is there a fucking record for someone stabbing a lot of people on a train? Yeah, there must be. I guess so. If I he's got getting, a record in mind. I was getting Squid Game vibes that part. Oh, were you? Yeah. I don't think I was getting any vibes from that, but I was definitely taken back by how insane it was. Just seeing the amount of blood because it kept happening and then people started getting infected and then they're starting to bite necks, they're biting ankles, people are getting raped at the same time as there's blood everywhere. I'm like, this is crazy. This is insane. Yeah. We talked about that briefly before about yeah. how much of that there was in this movie. Yeah, this movie is definitely not for everyone. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast is that there are, and we counted, 13 instances of rape in this film. I've never seen that in my entire life. Maybe once, like you don't, one or twice. Yeah, you don't see it often. That's a very touchy subject, of course. But Absolutely. These foreign films, man, they obviously just push the boundaries. That's just what they do. Yeah. And I don't know. That's one of my favorite things about foreign films is they just do stuff that we wouldn't dare do in America on film. Oh, absolutely. I think we don't do that for a certain reason. I think it's just we're trying to get movies to reach a broader audience because no way, shape or form would this movie ever be released in America. No way. So they must be just like, oh, we're fine. We'll do it. We'll put it out. Who fucking cares? So I know on my end here where I mentioned a nutcracker scene. Oh, I know what scene you're talking about. Good fucking God. I honestly don't remember why I wrote that. Oh, I can tell you why you wrote that. Because Jim randomly comes up along this guy getting beat by these four other kids, I guess. I think they're kids, maybe teenagers. And they're oh, beating Oh, the, po the post. Yes, the post that is wrapped in barbed wire. And they, they do like a battering ram thing with like his nuts straight to the post that has barbed wire wrapped around it. And so, this kid this kid is loving it. He's loving it. He's like, I almost came or something like that. I almost I'm came like, blood like that fucking Cannibal Corpse song. Yeah. I come 
Yeah. This so, song's about your dick and shooting blood out of it. This song is about shooting blood out of your cock. Did you say the announcer tour? I did. That's pretty sick. I, I know. I think check that out. I think it's going to be in Worcester, like the week that we come back from Belgium. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, but I want to. Look at you going to Belgium. That should be awesome. Yeah. If all goes to plan, we'll be going to Belgium in September. Or did you somehow manage to get a $5 cruise? No, we're just going to visit my friend Joe. He's stationed. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. That should be fun. Going to go to Germany for Oktoberfest and shit. Oh, that's a good time. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't been, but from what I've learned, it looks fucking fun as hell. Yeah, you met Joe. That's where he's stationed. He's in Belgium right now. Oh, yeah, I think I did. I think you're right. Yeah, you did. I, you, I, met, you met Joe many times. He was at my bachelor party. He was at my dad's celebration of life. Yes. Okay, it's ringing a bell now. I think I remember more for the celebration of life than the bachelor party. Wait, the bachelor party. Where was that? Was that a cabin? That wasn't no. at a cabin. No. Where no, was that? that? It was Ring of Honor. That's right. Yeah, I we thought... did Ring of Honor in Lowell. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. It's ringing a bell. Yeah, it was sick. We had a whole row or maybe two rows. Yeah. Was that the, uh, what's it called? That's it was one of the training. Japanese cards. Oh, that was at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, right? Yes. Yeah. We had that whole fucking row and we just watched it. It was sick. Was that the one with the ladder match or no? Yes. So with the Young Bucks versus, I think it was Kazarian and Daniels. Yes, it was because that match was awesome. It was so fucking good. Didn't Cody Rhodes win a belt on that card? No. No, I don't think so. I think he got to. I think we he saw just Cody did like a, there. Yeah, we did. I think he just had like a regular match, and I remember him doing the cartwheel and giving someone the finger because he was mocking the whole Stardust character. It was 2016 All Star Extravaganza. Okay, yep. So the Young Bucks versus the Addiction. Oh shit! The Young Bucks versus the Addiction and the Motor City Machine Guns. Adam Cole versus Michael Elgin. Mm-hmm. Jay Lethal versus Tetsuya Naito. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember that. That was good. Oh, we saw the Briscoes. Yes, a we did. ACH, Jay White, and Kushida against mm-hmm. Toru Yanu and the Briscoes. Kyle O'Reilly versus Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. Dragon Lee versus Kachi. Cole Cabana and Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle's fun. Against fun. Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. What a fucking lineup. Holy uh, shit. Bobby Fish versus Donovan Dijak. And then Silas Young versus Evil. I remember Silas Young the most because he would just like come out and smoke cigarettes to the ring. Yeah, he's the last real man on earth. He is a real man's man, that one. Yep. Dude, just... what a fucking card. But yeah, that was my bachelor party. That's a hell of a bachelor party. Because it you was the what? day it was the day before we got married. Exactly. You know what? Sometimes you just don't need strippers and like sex workers or anything like that. You know, sometimes you just go out with your buds, you go to a wrestling match, you fucking drink your ass off. And then you do your thing the next day. Dude, that's all I wanted to do was hang out with all my friends and go watch like wrestling. That's pretty much like all our lives is wrestling. So we went and we had wings and then we went to that place next door and had scorpion bowls and then watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, it was fucking great. That was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one day, one day we'll do it all again. I'll freaking fly up and go, ah, you know what? I'm here. Let's go watch some wrestling and fucking, oh my God, why do we keep forgetting the name of that place? You didn't even go to any wrestling there because you literally lived across the street for like a week. I know. Oh, I did. Shit. I lived there for a few months and just ended up not liking it. So now I'm here in sunny Florida with all the other wrestlers and sitting in a house with basically nothing for furniture because we're waiting. I look like a squatter. Yeah, I can hear your echoes. Yeah, I know. There's nothing in here. So I'm going to call the cops and tell them there's intruders. They'd probably believe it. I know the address. 
I know you do. I'm going to call the Orlando Police Department right now. Uh, yeah, we heard there's a couple of squatters in this house, and I'm, I'll just be like, uh, I pay rent, but squatters' rights. What is that called when you do um, swatting? You're going to swat me? You- How is that even possible? I'm not even streaming. I'll get you when you are streaming. Oh, my God. Yeah, a week from now, I'm going to have a nice setup. There won't be any echo in this place because I'll be putting up some friggin' sound paneling, all that stuff, and I'll actually oh, like- have stuff in this room. Yeah, I'm literally in an empty room with a desk the size of my thumb. That sounds impossible. When there's a will, there's a way, my friend. Are you a fucking giant? Yeah, basically. All right. No, but I ended up buying a portable monitor just so I can like work because my monitors are still in route. So I'm like, well, I mean, I need something. So I have my laptop and I bought this monitor that's literally like an oversized iPad. It has a cover and everything. It's crazy. It's really cool. It takes one cable. Aren't all monitors portable, Steve? Well, I mean, a lot of monitors now, you have to power it into the wall and you have to power into the HDMI display port, whatever you want to call it. But this one is just one simple cord. Plug it into the laptop. Cool. It's very cool. And it stands up because it has its own stand to it. So that's pretty wild. All right. That's cool. Yeah. And it's a gaming monitor. Who would have fucking thought? So when they get to the hospital eventually, right? Did you notice how calm everyone was when like just fucking pandemonium's happening? Yeah, what the fuck was that? So everyone is like at the hospital, just hanging out, living their best life, just relaxed. Meanwhile, their prime minister is on TV. He gets a grenade put in his mouth and his head blows up. And they're like, grenade to the mouth. Yeah. And they're just like, well, what are we going to do now? It's like, uh, how about panic for a second? At least react because your freaking president's head just blew off. I would definitely be like, oh my God, this is not good. Things are not good. What the hell is going on? But no, they were just like, oh, well, great. What the hell? They were so nonchalant about it. It was kind of crazy. It reminds me of that very first episode of The Walking Dead in the hospital where oh, yeah, Rick yeah, wakes like the, up. Yeah, like, the, don't hear, open zombies. And then eventually we cut to the part in this movie where in the hospital, the businessman finds that girl that he starts chasing around. Yeah, and he, yeah. he's calling her all kinds of names. He's calling her fat and all kinds of names. And eventually he gets her and he gouges her eyes out with an umbrella. Or just one of her eyes. Oh, yeah. No, that happened on the train. He gouged her eye out with an umbrella. Was on the tra- so he got her on the train, and then later she showed up in the hospital, right? Yeah. No, oh, my All God. Right. This All right. I- and then this man, legit, I've never seen it in a movie before, but he starts skull-fucking this girl. Yeah. The eye socket. In the socket. In the eye socket. Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw him stand in front of her, I knew right away. I'm like, I know what's happening. I know what's about to happen, and I don't like it. I don't like one bit. <laughs> no, and they didn't show like any of the nasty shit happening, but it's implied and you can hear it. You mm. can hear everything that's happening and he's fucking having the time of his life. And okay. as soon as this wraps up, then we have a zombie orgy, which yeah, wh- I didn't think I was going to see either, but straight up fucking zombies, just bloody zombies having sex everywhere. Yeah, I was like, this is insane because <laughs> one of the one-off characters He's like looking around the corner and yes, he sees this orgy happening and there's blood literally everywhere. They're covered head to toe in blood having sex. And it wasn't just two people. It was like a group. It was like four people or five people or whatever. More than that. It was a bunch of people and they were just doing their thing, living their best life, I guess. There's just so much fluid happening. So much fluid. Lots of fluid. I got enough. Lots of bodily fluids. Oh, my God. It was insane. And then 
the guy who tries to run quietly or just get around the corner and he kicks something over. And I believe that girl's name is Molly, by the way, the one that has the one eye. Yeah. Yeah. So Molly has the one eye and he kicks something and Molly looks over and she's eating some dude's skull, you know, just hanging out, living her best life again. And she looks over, she has the skull in her hand. Brains is still there. She's eating them. Looks over the guy and starts saying all sorts of shit about how people never liked her. She's never really had friends, but maybe she was hanging out with the wrong people. And she's got this fucking bone saw. And the freaking orgy comes up from behind this guy and grabs him and subdues him. And then I don't know what happened. All I know is the amount of blood that came of this situation was absurd. The blood fountain hit in the ceiling? No, not that one. It was when she's grinding the bone saw against maybe his genitals and maybe his stomach. All I remember is that the whole orgy group, Molly's carving is whatever happening, and he's just screaming there and this blood flying at him in chunks and everything like that. And it's uncomfortable to watch because... It looks like they just hook up a fire hose to some sort of can that just has nothing but blood and something particles in it. They're just like, all right, let's just spray them. Let's just go spray, 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 and cut. I can't imagine the process of filming that. The budget for blood on this movie must have been absurd. Where do you get that much fake blood? You have to find a way to concoct it because there's just too much. It's a lot of maple syrup. Is it pig blood they do that in movies? Or, um, well, they, or, no, so, they or like that. corn syrup or something, right? Yeah, it was corn syrup. Well, I know at least in Scream it was corn syrup. But back in the day, I think they used pig's blood, especially for your classic movies, which that sucks. That's pretty shitty. Like, uh, you know, I'm just doing this scene where I get pig's blood poured all over me. But I think they maybe found a new method now where it's probably just water mixed with all sorts of stuff. Who knows? But it made it more budget conscious. Yeah, to make it more budget conscious. Because think about how sticky that would be with that amount of blood or fake blood. Let's say like a corn syrup, for instance. Imagine the amount of corn syrup you would need for that scene and how sticky it probably would be. It'd just be a fucking mess. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be covered in that shit. No, I'm good. I'd so, do it for money, though. Well, yeah, they did it for money. They're actors. Yeah, I, I you know I take it back. You want to give yeah. me a paycheck, I'll do it. Yeah, why not? Just spray me with blood. Cut me real, that check. Real good blood, I don't care. Just cut me a check. Yeah, whatever. Just as long as you cut me a check, I'm fine. So, okay, now we're at the hospital. This killing happens. And then we cut to the scene where Kat is trying to get away. She's just in the staircase. She's talking to Jim. She manages to get him on the phone. And they're talking. Jim is trying to make his way to her. And you see he starts kind of like tearing up a little bit. Or he starts having these like visions of heads sitting in a brook and things like that. So immediately I'm thinking to myself, okay, is he already infected? And he's just like fighting it off as long as possible or something. But she's trying to make her way through a hospital and get away from the businessman who's still pursuing her. And eventually she gets into this room. She gets the businessman cornered, sprays him with a fire extinguisher like she's in the WWE and starts to smash his face in with it. It was so violent. There's blood literally everywhere. I keep reiterating myself for the amount of blood there was in this movie. There's got to be something somewhere about, I wonder if that website you use has anything about it. Like a budget on blood? The sadness. The sadness. Let's see. The sadness, blood, budget. Why not? I mean, there's a Wikipedia thing. Gory virus movie is transgress. No, no. I'm sure I'll, I'll find it somewhere, but I'm not seeing anything on the blood 
budget. But um, yeah, there needs to be a website that just keeps track of the budget, a blood budget, blood budget for horror movies. Oh, my God. I yeah. think we've got a quite an idea there. Yeah. Now it's going to get stolen because this is getting out into the public. Edit. Edit. So, yeah, blood budget happened all over the place. And then Cat runs into, like, we're getting to the end of this movie at this point. The main antagonist is dead. Now it's a matter of we're trying to wrap up the fucking story and try to end this thing for goodness sake. So she finds this doctor in the maternity ward he's just standing there trying to figure out a cure or a vaccine or something and he has her handcuffed to the pipes he has a shower all this stuff and you think he's like on the good side right but part of me thinks that this guy was infected or maybe patient zero because he had those violent tendencies i don't know yeah. if you noticed that no absolutely and he was in that room all by himself so it's almost like he's maybe started it or was one of the scientists that helped create it. I, I don't know, but he knew the basics of it and he was clearly testing it on fucking babies. Yeah, which, oh my God. So he's in the maturity award, he's testing it on babies. And when the babies don't react to the vaccine or whatever, he kills them. So he's been killing babies the whole time. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's just, yeah, it's over the top. And then there's another scene where one of the babies apparently makes it it's in the garbage and the girl opens up the garbage sees the baby and then you see the guy kill the baby but they don't show him like strangling the baby or anything like that but it's implied because he reaches into the barrel with his one arm so it's implied that he killed a baby there there's just a lot going on in this movie and it just doesn't stop from it really and it really doesn't and then from there they decide oh and you know what he does too he injects cat with blood from the virus. So a contaminated blood. And I think that's the reason why he asked what her blood type was. So that way, if he's injecting blood into her, it's not going to fuck with her system too bad. So he injected her with the contaminated blood. And you can see she's kind of struggling there, but turns out she doesn't get infected. So she must be immune. However, yeah. I yeah. think that's why he wanted her there was so he could try and figure out a cure maybe. But like you said, we don't know if he was good or bad. We don't, because he really was, like, towing the line of good and bad. So they decide they're going to leave, because apparently there's going to be a helicopter on the top of the roof waiting for them to, like, to get out of there so he can try to work on the vaccine or whatever. So he leaves, and then one of the zombies, I'm sorry, or infected, or whatever you want to call them, takes an axe and cuts off half the guy's foot. And this is one of the most absurd things I've seen in this movie, other than, like, the other stuff. Like the zombie, I'm going to go zombie. I'm just saying zombie at this point. The zombie throwing up on the stub of that guy's foot. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? 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 I was uh, I was a bit confused too. I'm like, okay, enough. This is not the fly from the 80s where he's throwing up on people's fucking nubs and like shit's melting. That's not happening here. It's just like one of the zombies is just throwing up on a fucking a nub of a foot for the sake of it. No, I'm just hocked it all up on his foot. Yep. Yeah, it just made no sense. Which brings me to what I've been wondering the whole time is how did the infection happen? Because I'm thinking it's saliva based, like a like lot of horror movies that involve zombies, because I don't think it's airborne in this one. What did you think? I thought it was just a bloodborne thing. You think it was a bloodborne thing? Like someone's blood was like exposed to whoever, then that's when it happens? 
again, I think it started with the scientists. He might have had a test subject or something that got it, that escaped. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it was that old lady. Yeah, she might have been the first one because she is the first one we see. Yeah, she could have been patient zero for all we know. Or maybe that's the significance of that part is her being the first, technically the first infected. It could be her. Or I'm also thinking that the doctor could have been patient zero because with patient zero, you have the virus, but you don't necessarily have, I think, a lot of the common issues that the other people would. You're like an original, everything else is a copy. When you make a copy of something, it turns into a copy of a copy and it just starts getting worse and worse and worse. Whereas the original version is like, I'm, I'm just fucking sick and shit. That's what I'm thinking, at least. Yeah, that makes sense. They never really explained it. They really didn't. And so he starts limping his way out with Kat. And then Jim kicks the door open and he's got his hatchet that he's been carrying around. And of course, you see that he's infected. I'm like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. Because you thought he was fine for the most part the whole time. But apparently he was probably just fighting it the whole movie. I don't understand how you can fight it if it's in your blood. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to fight bloodborne illnesses that are fucking with your brain. I don't think it's a mind over matter type deal. I think it's a matter of like how long it's going to take for this to freaking kick in. So maybe this took longer for it to kick in for him. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So Jim ends up killing the doctor and Kat gets away. Cat gets behind these bars. Her and Jim are having this little conversation. He's like, I came for you. And then you think it's this nice little moment. And he's like, I came here so I could cut your tits off and something. I can't remember what the other part was. I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. Easy. What the fuck? Yep. Jim's just trying to hunt down his girlfriend. So yeah. Cut her tits off. Yeah. So he's stuck behind the gate. She leaves and she goes up to the roof. And I don't know if you heard this. Did you hear the gunshots happening on the roof when she got up there? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, because it sounded like they were using like a gunner for a helicopter. And I'm thinking yeah. that she didn't even make it. She got up there and probably just got shot down. I think that's probably what happened because obviously Jim didn't completely die because the movie ends with the camera panning out from his face. Yeah, uh, and as you said, her, you know, tears coming face, down. Yeah, and what's her face being on the roof like that with the gunshots? It would make sense because... And like everything I've ever seen, like they're just going to eradicate everything because they don't want the virus to spread. Exactly. Like 28 weeks later, where people were starting to run out of the building because they were infected. And then at some point it got too absurd and they were just shooting everyone at that point. Just shooting everyone that's coming out of the building because you have to contain it at that point. Did you, you see that Netflix show, Are We Dead Yet? No, I haven't. I think that's what it was called. Oh, Pick all of us are dead. It was a Korean zombie show came out last year. Dude, it was fucking awesome. It's about a bunch of high school kids and the zombie apocalypse breaks out into high school. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, subtitles, but I love Japanese, Chinese takes on zombies. They're so much better than anything we do here. Yeah, I think we've hit kind of a plateau when it comes to zombie movies. It's gotten to a point where it's like, okay, yeah, it's cool. George A. Romero did it perfect back in the day. And then even like some of the remakes, I didn't hate the Dawn of the Dead remake. I thought that no. was that was great. I mean, yeah, did you was, like that? I did. I loved it. I love all the George Romero movies. I actually met him. No shit. I met him a long time ago up in Concord, New Hampshire. I think it was Night of the Living Dead we watched with him. And then he did a Q&A afterwards. Oh, and then, that's uh, awesome. We got to do like a meet and greet after. And then a few years later, we did, remember when Rock and Shock was still a thing? Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. So a friend and I went to that Uno that's across the street from the DCU Center. Mm-hmm. And you'll never fucking guess who was sitting down next to us. 
George Romero and Danny Trejo having a what? pizza in the booth next to us. What the hell? What a fucking wow. Yeah. What, so what are the odds being, of that? being the fucking fanboy that I am, I don't want to be that guy, but Danny Trejo is right there, like machete. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I asked him for a photo and he stood up and he took a photo with us. Oh, that's cool. You know, and I worry about that sometimes too, when it comes to meeting celebrities. If I feel like I'm intruding on their time or whatever, I'll just look over, give them the nod of respect and they acknowledge and that's it. Sometimes that's all they need is like the acknowledgement of like. Yeah, for sure. Like, for instance, when I was on 70,000 Tons of Metal, I was actually walking past the lead singer of Cynic. And I looked at him, and I just kind of gave the nod of respect, and he gave me the nod back. Because I'm sure he doesn't want to be bothered as he's just kind of walking around doing his thing, you know, hanging out. So yeah, sometimes especially on, like a, on a cruise ship, man. There's not a lot of places for him to go. He's either in his room or he's out in the public. Exactly. And if he can probably be out in public and not be bothered by someone being like, oh, you guys are awesome, I'm sure he's all about that. I didn't even know Cynic played that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. They played a good set. Actually, two good sets. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Oh, like you're saying, we cut away from Jim and he has the tear come down. He's crying a little bit. And right after that, death metal starts playing. And I'm just like, that makes so much sense at the end of this fucking movie. <laughs> hey, fucking Cannibal Corp starts playing. I mean, probably not, but it was definitely death metal. Yeah, it was 100% death, but it was just a real, <laughs> but it was great. So I listened to it for a second. I'm like, okay, I get the idea. You know, I, I wanted to run through a fucking wall when that was happening. Yeah, I know, right? Just flipping desks, flipping yep. my little thumb of a desk here. Yep. But that movie was insane. Corey, what do you give it? This gets five out of five dead kids for me. No um, shit. Okay. As I've stated before, I love foreign films and I feel like this one was perfect in every single aspect. Incredible gore. The story was great. Even the we'll say quote unquote zombies, like what they were doing was all original. I've never seen that in a film before. As you said, zombies are played out. Let's fucking face it. Yeah. But this, I thought, reinvented it a little bit. Um, there, there were also a ton of moments that made me uncomfortable. But I feel like, like I said before, that's what a good horror movie is supposed to do. Uh, so I, I, I love this. I absolutely loved it. I was glued to it the whole time it was playing. Okay, yeah. So it kind of went a little bit of a different route. If we're going off the story uh, with the pandemic and everything like that, two out of five, because it's been done before. I mean, with World War Z, 28 Days Later, and so forth, nothing new. We've seen it before. It's a little bit of dash of this, dash of that in these kind of movies. But if we're talking violence, six out of five. I've never given a six out of five score for like something, but that's for violence. But you know what I'm going to do? I'll split the difference. I'm going to give it a four out of five because the movie as a whole was okay. The violence, on the other hand, was top notch, over the top, crazy. Basically, it's gore porn. And if you're a sadist like Corey, then you're going to think of it as the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, it's right up there again with Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I remember that joke. That was good. So, yeah, that's it. This movie is just... It's bonkers. If you want to see it, it's on Shudder. It's called The Sadness. Check it out if you want. Just a warning. There's a lot of violence and rape in it. So just heads up. If that's not your thing, don't watch it. If it is your thing, watch it. If it isn't your thing and you decide to watch it, well, that's on you. You should watch it anyways. Yeah, just watch it anyways. Oh. All right, everyone. So just watch it anyways. Fuck just you. do it. Yeah. 
All right, everyone. So be sure to like, follow, subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. And be sure to tell your friends. We're also a part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They got a lot of awesome podcasts up there, ranging from wrestling to heavy metal and horror and so forth. That's why we were talking a little bit wrestling earlier. Well, that and we also love wrestling, so kind of goes hand in hand. Visit 30screensoflist.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. And if there's anything you want us to review, send us an email to 30screensorless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Use that hashtag, hashtag 30screensorless, and we'll see it. Also, we have a t-shirt being designed. We're starting to see a little bit of progress with it. We got some ink now in the design, and it's sick. It's really cool. So what you, It's really cool. I can't wait to see it when it's complete. It's going to be good stuff. And I'm being killed in it. Corey's being killed in it. We'll just leave it as that. It's going to be awesome. And once it's done, we'll throw it up on a web store. Y'all can buy it. But Yeah, and you better buy it because this, this cost us money to have design. Exactly. Because we got to make that money back. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to monetize this shit somehow, finally. Yeah, I got to pay off the hosting. Yep. This AOL shit's costly. It is. Fucking... I can only run off so many free trial discs for so long. <laughs> oh, man. That brought me back. <laughs> yeah, it did. All right, everyone. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans and shoot blood out of your cock. Okay. Now I have tears coming down my face. Oh, Corey <laughs> with the sadness. He's dying now. Just try not to freaking commit any sort of atrocities, will you? I was trying to, I was trying to, this whole episode, I'm like, I got to think of something for Steve to say. And then we started <laughs> talking about Cannibal Corpse, and I'm like, I got it. It's easy. It's easy. That basically goes hand in hand with what happened in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy movie.